Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I am here with a word, okay? And it's on a late night, and excuse my voice, because your sis is just getting over. I don't know if that was a sinus infection or what. And also, if you hear tapping in the background, that's my dog walking around, okay? Just letting everything be known now. But the Lord, he just started talking to me while when I woke up. Because I had just got in the shower when I woke up. Because, you know, it ain't nothing like a good cleanse. You feel me? I feel like the Lord be washing me in the living water when I'm in the shower. But that's that's another, that's another thing for another time. Um, so I want to talk about self-acceptance okay that's what the lord told me that he wanted me to talk about self-acceptance and i'm gonna read you the definition and we're gonna we're gonna just get this thing rolling self-acceptance acceptance is defined as an individual's acceptance of all their attributes positive or negative when you're self-accepting we embrace every part of ourselves not just the positive things so, and um, I just kept on reading. And it said, how to practice. So, I had clicked on that. And these are some tips on practicing self-acceptance. And the first one is forgive yourself. And we know that the Bible says to forgive, right? And that's including yourself. I feel like a lot of times people don't realize that forgiving yourself is a major key to getting a breakthrough, to going up to another level because you cannot go to another level if you are condemning yourself because the Bible says there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. When you're in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. So you got to forgive yourself and you you know you have to love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? So um, how can you have a adequate relationship with people if you not loving you you're not gonna have the best relationship with people it's gonna be lacking that relationship when you're struggling with loving and forgiving yourself so it's important to do those things like that's how god was like the first commandment is to love the lord your god with all your all your mind all your might all your soul and then the second one jesus said is just as great to love your neighbor as yourself. And we know that we have to ask God for forgiveness as we forgive others. And that's including you. Because God, he forgives you as you forgive. You feel me? Like you experience. When you really step into forgiveness, you experience a new level of God. Because, okay, I remember this was some years ago. Mercy, come here. It was some years ago. Um, I had to write a list, okay, of every body that I needed to forgive, okay? Because I needed to forgive them, right? No matter who was right or wrong in the situation, forgiveness needed to happen. And I wasn't going to let that weigh me down. Because you can't expect people to 
apologize. A lot of people aren't going to apologize. So you have to master the art of forgiving even when people aren't apologizing. Because if you're waiting for an apology, you might be waiting forever. It might not ever happen. So you have to learn how to really forgive, right? And on the, you know what? who I forgot on the top of the list? I forgot myself. I wrote down all these names. I, I tore it up. I just released it. But one person I didn't release was myself. I had myself bound because I wasn't forgiving myself. And you know, forgiving yourself, that's a constant thing. Because I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I'd be like, what was I thinking? But then I have to go back into forgiving myself or things might not always go the way that I plan. Or I might, I might feel like that I'm not doing my best, right? Let's talk about it. But you got to forgive yourself still. The second one says practice self-compassion. How many of you have compassion for yourself? Don't nobody know you like you. Don't nobody know what you've been through like you. Don't nobody know what you're struggling with like you. And you know besides the Holy Spirit because he know everything. But do you have compassion on yourself? Do you give yourself room to to have grace? Do you give yourself grace? Do you give yourself mercy? Because remember, we are made in the image of God. We are made in his likeliness. You feel me? So if he's full of grace and mercy, that means you're full of grace and mercy, which means you have to exercise that on yourself. The first person that is going to receive what God has placed inside of you is you. That's why we t- we talk about the within here, because it's all about what's within you. The second one is use present moment awareness and mindfulness. So do you let yourself be in this moment? Are you still in the past? Are you stuck like Lot's wife? Or are you, my dog is really trying me because she know that I'm doing a podcast. Hold on real quick. Mercy. Go sit down. Sit down. You doing the most. Sit down. I'm sorry, y'all. She was trying me. She wandering places she don't usually wander. Um, <laughs> like, or, okay, so are you stuck in the past like Lot's wife and you ain't moving forward? Or are you so full of anxiety about what is to come that you're missing the present time? Are you letting worry, doubt, and fear take hold of you and you're not even living your life to the fullest today? Because one thing, when, when the Lord was teaching, Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray. He said, give us, Lord, our daily bread. Like, daily. Daily. You have to sit there and get into the word of God. And, and know what's on his heart and his mind for you that day. It says, acknowledge and love your abilities. So you got to sit there. And you got to really sit there and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm a good I, now listen, I'm going to tell you this. Don't be like you a good person. Don't let it go to your head. Because a lot of people be like, oh, I'm a good person. But what Jesus said was really good. Who, only God is good. <laughs> but you feel me? I want you to really analyze yourself and be like, you know, I, 
I I am intelligent. I do have good intentions in my heart. I love helping people. I'm creative. I'm a good knitter. I'm a good crocheter. I'm, I, you know, I, I have a very entrepreneur-like mind. You got to, like, really build yourself up. Acknowledge and love your abilities. Don't don't compare yourself to others. Because let me tell you something. Comparing yourself to others is going to take you somewhere you don't want to be. Because there's nobody like you. Because guess what? As you comparing yourself to other people, you don't even realize it's people who wish that they could do things like you do it. See things how you see it. Hear things how you hear it. But God has made each and every one of us unique with our own characteristics. This, tech, this fifth one says, ignore your inner critique. I'm a, I'm, you know, I got to reword this. It's a small, still voice inside of you. And it's your self-conscious, right? Not your self-conscious. What do they call it? Um, not your self-conscious. It's your... Is it your, your your conscious thoughts? Is it the the conscious mind? Is it the conscious mind? Well, I gotta look at it because I want to make sure I tell you the right thing. But I think it's your conscious. It's something about your conscience. Give you just a second. Conscious. Subconscious is your subconscious. It was something about a conscience. I told y'all we was gonna get it. Your subconscious thoughts really or make or break you. I'm telling you the truth. Because all your life you things have been poured into you. And poured into you. Poured into you. Whether it's bad or negative, and it's giving you a view of yourself. We're not even going to talk about the enemy talking in your ear. We're going to talk about you. What, what your belief system is. Do you really believe that you're not worthy? Do you really believe that you're dumb? Do you really believe that you're not pretty? Do you really believe that you don't deserve love? Do you really believe that you can't lose that weight, child? Let's be real. Do you really struggle with your subconscious thought? It's it's a small, 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 small voice. You got to really pay attention to it. Because I remember when the first got pointed out to me, and I ain't peep it until it was pointed out to me, right? That it's a still, still small voice when things are starting to look up for you. And, you know, you start seeing yourself. Um, you know, your future self, God starts giving you the vision and you see yourself successful. You see yourself serving God. You see yourself living in purpose. You see yourself with your family, with your husband, with your dog. But it's still that still small voice that's telling you you're not good enough. It's still that small voice telling you you're not worthy enough. It's still that small voice telling you that everybody else left you. It's still that small voice telling you that you're always going to be alone. And I'm not going to give the enemy credit for that because that is your belief system. 
You got to change your belief system about yourself. As you renew your mind, as you allow God to renew your mind, you become a new person by changing the way you think. It's your subconscious thought. I want you to sit there and I want you to ask the Lord to reveal your subconscious thoughts to you in the name of Jesus and prepare yourself. Right? Connect with loved ones who appreciate you. That's self-explanatory. You got you to gotta make sure that circle's small. You feel me? That circle got to be small. Because we don't got time to be sitting at the table with Judas right now, okay? We we got we have to work on ourselves, okay? We we gonna get to the Judases, the ones you know that, that's going that's that's here to do what they need to do to get us the glory. But right now it's time to make sure your circle is small. Jesus was very um, aware of his circle. He was very aware. Of who he chose. He was very selective. Okay. He knew in advance who was who. So start looking at people. Check people out. Check out their motives. Their hidden motives. Start asking God to reveal things to give you the discernment to see what nobody else sees. Child, it's going to change you. When you start seeing what what your circle look like. mm -mm, You can stay over there. Because I'm trying to do something new. Mm-mm. Them people that bring up how you used to be, how you used to talk, how you used to act. Mm-mm. We can't, we going to glory to glory. We can't be down there. We can't be down there. That's too low. If you talking about how you used to act a fool, that's too low. Now you could overcome and be telling your testimony, but if y'all just going back and forth and you talking about how you used to be this, this, and this, and then y'all start getting in the stories and all that, no, it's time to reevaluate your circle. Move on from disappointments. That's number seven. Letting go of the past. Pause and letting go of the past and the former things. And, and focusing on what lies ahead. Pressing the mark to obtain your reward from heaven, child. You can't let the past hold you down. It's the past. You can't change it if you want it to. God has his reasons for why you can't go back. Because God is all powerful. But he don't let you change your past. It's because your past is for a purpose. Your past is to help you build your future. It's a lot of things I did, child. That I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) What was I But my past makes me the woman I am today. My past is how I can raise my children because I can learn from my mistakes and being like, I would never do that again. And then I can tell my children the outcome because this is for somebody, right? What I'm about to say. There's a time where you have to open up to your kids. And be vulnerable with them and tell them about your mistakes because what you've been through can save your child. I feel like, you know, when you tell somebody don't do something, it's like the synonyms. Like, we like, well, why can't I do it? Like, when you tell somebody don't look, what's the first thing they do? Look. Because it's. Just, I think it's the sin, right? I think it's just the sin that lie in us. We be like, why not? 
But when you really have a relationship with your child and you begin to explain to them about your past, it's going to open their eyes and, and they're going to understand. Like when you have a true intimate relationship with your kids. Because, you know, I got a kitty one right now because my kids are still small. But, like, I tell my kids. And plus, like, you know, my kids was, like, there when I was still, like, semi-worldly. Well, not semi-worldly. I was all the way in the world. I ain't going to say semi because now, now I'm trying to I'm trying to sound cute. No. Listen. My kids, they was there. <laughs> okay? They done see both sides. But still they can see the glory of God because I'm I'm not going to allow shame to keep my mouth shut because I want them to be better. I want them to learn truly from my mistakes. So you got to be real. You got to be vulnerable. You got to be raw with these kids. These kids are different too. You got to be raw with these kids, but you know, give it to them in doses. (laughs) But, um, number eight, and this is the last one. Gain perspective on your limitations. Mm. It means you got to sit there. And that's like going back to your subconscious thoughts. When God reveals your subconscious thoughts to you. And understand, like, really go back to the root. Like, why do I feel this way about myself? Why do I feel like I'm not worthy? Why do I feel like nobody loves me? Why am I struggling with rejection? Why why don't I accept myself? Why don't I love myself? Why is it hard for me to receive love? Guys, to make you think about it. Think about that thing, okay? Get perspective on your limitations. Why do I feel like I can't have a business? Why do I feel like it's too late to have a ministry? Why do I feel this way about myself? You feel me? So this is the cause. It says your parents or caregivers didn't make you feel accepted. You've experienced trauma that affects the way you see yourself. So, like, you got to be real. Like, that goes back to the root, right? Because one thing that when I do these one-on-ones with people, we go to the root, the root of what that is. Because, you know, it's surface level. I can look at the surface and I could judge you and be like, oh, you out there, you you half-dressed, you just tossing that thing to and fro, you just letting everybody get a piece. But, no, there's there's... There's something beneath the surface that's why you're like that. And even Jesus said it. He said you got to look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. There's a reason why people do what they do. What does that stem from? What trauma did you face as a child? Because your childhood... That's what shaped, like, your childhood, adolescence, even, like, as you get, but, like, no, your childhood, your adolescence, that's what shaped you. Because that's what built yourself, your subconscious mind. Even your adulthood can be traumatizing, too. I'm not saying your adulthood ain't traumatizing. But a lot of times, it stems from the childhood. Mm, you'll be surprised. You, you, you struggle with accepting yourself because all your life, you've been rejected. Mm. Oh, let me let me say it again because that's gonna bless somebody. You struggle 
with accepting yourself because all your life you've been rejected. You don't know how to accept yourself. Nobody's ever shown you how. But thank God for Jesus. Let me tell you something. I want to tell you something real quick. Thank God for Jesus. Okay. We're going to get to, cause, cause you know, I can, I can preach all day, <laughs> but I want to get to, um, two more points before we get into scriptures. Because I know you're like, well, who going to teach me how to accept myself? I got you. I got you. Just give me a second. Um, it says, another thing says, because we develop our self-esteem in part from others appreciating us, people with low self-acceptance may have had parents who lacked empathy during like their childhood. Child. It stems from your childhood. Listen, I did like two semesters. Like, no, I ain't going to care. I did one semester in psychology. <laughs> so I'm a whole psychologist. I'm telling you, even though I only did a semester, I'm still a psychologist. But um, well, really I was going to school to be a caseworker. I wanted to work with, um, like, in the Department of Children and Families. Like, that's what I wanted to do. But the Lord had other plans. He was like, no, I need, I need you. I need you for the kingdom. Even though that's a great job. Like, I, that's what I desired in my heart to do. But God was like, yeah, you're going to do it in a way that you ain't know how. Okay? So, I did my semester child. <laughs> so, I know what I'm talking about. Um, what is the importance? Self-acceptance can give you more confidence in yourself. It helps you understand that your perceived negative qualities don't define you or your worth. So let me put it to you this way. When you accept yourself for who you are, the good, the bad, and the ugly child, when you begin to love yourself, love your flaws, and you don't look to nobody else to do it, now, now you're cooking with fire. Now you're cooking with fire. Now you want to see breakthrough. You want to see breakthrough after that. Because your past doesn't define you. You understand that? You feel unworthy, but that's not how God defines you. That's not who you are to him. That lack that you feel in your life, that doesn't define you. That's not who you are. And that's why a lot of people are depressed. And anxious and worried and all of that because guess what? You know that's not really who you are. When you when you go through the spiral of depression, right? When you lay in there depressed, you you be depressed that you depressed. Like you depressed because you're not getting up doing what you wanted to do, right? I only can say what I know. Like you'll be laying there and be like, Dad, I really do want to go and do this. And then you go down the spiral because you like, but I can't go. And then you sitting there, you got all these thoughts in your mind and you just tired, child. You're like, let me go take a nap. I'm just tired. Right? But you're really wrestling because you know that that you are more. It's more to you that you're complex. You 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 gotta tap into within you and love that 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 ugly part of you. Wanna change it, but you still gotta love it. Because guess what? God loves you despite your flaws. To him, when he sees you, he sees his craftsmanship. He sees that you're a masterpiece. You have to allow God to show you how he feels about you. 
And you like, how? Getting into the word of God and believing it's about you. <laughs> okay. That's it. Um, Self-acceptance allows you to understand and acknowledge your character traits and habits, which will lead you away from comparing yourself to others. When you are in self, when you are within, and you begin to learn yourself all your life, you've been listening to what others said about you and you've been believing that. People have been saying you're lazy, so you believe that you're lazy. People, people were saying that, you know, you wasn't smart. So you really believe that you're dumb. People said that you were ugly, but you don't even really see that your beauty is unmatched. Don't nobody look like you. You are really beautiful. But you went off of what other people said. You went off of what other people viewed of you. And if it's that easy, right, for you to believe another human being that's nothing but dust and ashes who has their own flaws who has their own trauma what sense does that make to believe that why it why not believe what god says about you why not believe that why not believe that okay let me tell you saying why not believe that part believe what god said for so long you believed what man said but now Choose to believe the truth. Because man, man just looks at your surface level. Okay? Man looks at the surface. Then that would say, what God said, he said, man look at the outward. He said, but I look at the inward. He look at the heart. Don't judge it. They judge you by your appearance. But God looks at your heart. That's why you're chosen. Because God looked at your heart. You got to start seeing yourself from within. And as you see yourself within, you, it'll change how you view yourself outwardly. Oh, I'm going to say that again because I know that blessed somebody. You got to look at yourself from within, right? Because then that's going to change your view of the outwardly. Start tapping into within you, girl. Tap into within you. Um, This is a word. So I want to take you, because we're going to go to some Bible verses now, because I don't know about y'all, but we be needing the word of God over here. So I want to take you first to Exodus, like chapter, hold on, Exodus chapter three, Moses in the burning bush. And I want to take you down to verse I'm going to take you to verse 10. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But, but Moses protested to God. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered. Now, Moses was Moses had low self-acceptance, if you see it. like He, he didn't have no confidence in himself. Which is which which makes it easier for God to use you, believe it or not, because God's going to give you confidence. It's a difference when God gives you confidence, child. Cause I was like Moses, like you said to me the who? I'm doing what? Like when God started giving you your vision and your purpose, and you like me. <laughs> but when he starts to say this next part, 
this is what builds you, okay? He said, God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you brought the people out of, when you bring, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. Mm. It blesses me every time I read it because like, that's what like one of God's promises to me, because I always was like, you know, I, I, the Lord, he just came and got me out of my filth. Like he just showed up. Okay. I, I was deep in that pit. And he just showed up. And then you telling me you call me by name. You said you said to be out weird. You 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 know who I am, right? But he like I'm with you. That's all that matters is I'm with you. I had to learn that it don't matter what somebody else think about me. It matters that God is with me. That he said he never leave me nor forsake me. That he said that he will bless those that bless me. He will curse those that that treat me with contempt. Okay. That every voice that rises up to accuse me shall be condemned, child. That's what I know about God. God came and told me, no, you are the head and not the tail. You've been treated like the tail all your life, but that's not who you are. You are the head. You are above and you're never beneath. He had to show me like I am his child. Like that's my identity. I am her royal highness. You feel me? (laughs) I am royalty. He had to show me it. It's not a, a confidence you can get. Okay, cause let's get to this real quick. Like our 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 worldly achievements will give us confidence, but then we still walk around with lack and a chip on our shoulders because that's not giving you what you need. That what what you need, you have to understand that you need the source that that comes from the Lord. He is the vine, and we are the branches. We feed off of Him, and those that don't remain in Him bear no fruit. Okay, so this confidence, the self-acceptance, the self-confidence, those are the fruits that you bear when you begin to allow him to be your source. You got to tap into within you and he going to be in there. Okay, because Jesus was saying in Luke 21, Luke 17, verse 21, repent for your sins for the kingdom of heaven is within you or it's among you. You got to tap into within you and start talking to the Lord. Child. Mm. He said, but Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then, then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Child. Okay, it says, now go and call together all the elders of Israel. Tell them Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to me. He told me I have been watching closely and I see how the Egyptians are treating you. I have promised to rescue you from their, from your oppression in Egypt. 
I will lead you to a land flowing with milk and honey. The lands where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jesuits now live. The elders of Israel will accept your message. Then you and the elders must go to the king of Egypt and tell him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. So please let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord, our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand forces him. So I will raise my hand and strike the Egyptians, performing all kinds of miracles among them. Then at last he will let you go. And I will cause the Egyptians to look favorably on you. You see, when you tap into God, right, he begins to tell you what, what lies ahead. Now, he ain't going to tell you everything, okay? Because he like, if I tell you everything, you ain't going to go. <laughs> but... He begins to give you the downloads. He begins to reveal more and more to you as you seek him. And it builds your confidence. You no longer are worried. You're no longer filled with anxiety. You no longer have doubt because he is proving to you who he is. You are seeing who he is right before your very eyes. You can't deny it. Even when fear and doubt come, you like, but you've never, you've never forsaken me yet. You never, you never, you haven't abandoned me yet. You have not failed me yet right and he's saying he's telling Moses everything that's going to happen and this is where Moses is getting his confidence from because God is telling him what he's going to do that he's with him all that matters is that you carry the presence of God that's it that's all you need is the presence of God people be spending thousands and millions of dollars on on designers and all of that but really, you really dripping when you got that oil over your life. That's the real drip. When you got that oil over your life. When you when, when you in the presence of God. When you covered in the blood of Jesus. That's when you really walk around with the confidence. With your head held high. Because you like, listen, none of this stuff matter. It's, it's the glory of God. I chase that. Okay? It's the glory. Lord, where are you at? Because I need, I need you to come here. <laughs> I go and knock and I'm waiting for the door to be open. Okay. Um, he said, and I will cause the Egyptians to look favorably on you. They will give you gifts when you go and will, and you will not leave empty handed. Every Israelite woman will ask for articles of silver and gold and find clothing from their Egyptian neighbors and from the foreign, foreign women in their houses. You will dress your sons and daughters with these stripping the Egyptians of their wealth. Okay. On the next chapter, it says, but Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what is in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied, throw it down on the ground. The Lord told him. So Moses threw it down, threw down the staff and turned it into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then they will believe that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. Then the Lord said to Moses, now put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak. And when, the, when he took it out again, he was white as snow with a severe skin disease. Now put your hand back into your cloak, the Lord said. So Moses put his hand back in. And when he took it out again, it was as healthy as the rest of his body. The Lord said to Moses, 
If they do not believe you and are not convinced by this first miraculous sign, they will be convinced by the second sign. If they don't believe you or listen to you, even after these two signs, then take some water from the Nile River and pour it it on the dry ground. When you do, the water from the Nile will turn to blood on the ground. So he like, listen, I'ma back you. Go do do these things that I'm telling you to do, and they're gonna see the glory of God, and they're gonna know I'm with you because that's what it was about. It was Moses just showing them that God is with me. That's it. I'm telling you, a major key into accepting yourself is to know, listen, if God is for me, to truly know this, if God is for me, who can be against me? Child, I wouldn't be, it's four o'clock in the morning. If I didn't really believe this, I would not be doing, I would not be doing this, this right now. And this word going to post this morning at seven o'clock. I wouldn't be up right now. I would have ignored the tug of God. I'd have been like, oh, no. But this is the truth. And I came to set a captive free today. Too long you've been bound. Too long you've had your grave clothes on. Too long you've been sitting in that jail cell. You've been sitting in the prison, child, with the door wide open. Just bound. Because, they, because you can't see yourself walking out the door. But it's open. It's open, but you can't see yourself. Today, I'm telling you to get up and walk. Get up and walk. God is with you. You might not feel like it right now. You might not can't see it. But I'm here to tell you because I hear it. Because I see it. Because I know it. Okay? I pray for you. Even if I don't know you, I pray for everybody that I ever speak to, that God leads me to, to have an encounter with him. So if the Lord is allowing you to hear this, it's because this is for you. He wants you to accept yourself. Listen. Let me keep on reading. Then the Lord asked Moses, Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I went down too far. But Moses pleaded with the Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Hear or do not hear? See or do not see? It is I. It is not. Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will be with you as you speak and I will instruct you in what to say. Listen, I remember like I, I've came to counter with like a lot of religious people. No shade, no shade at all, but it's the truth. And like they're so like <laughs> crisp and clean. Like uh, I read the Bible for 72 hours a day. And, and, which is well, like, I'm not coming for nobody to read the Bible all day, but they don't give God time to speak because they're reading the Bible with their carnal mind. So they're not getting the revelation that they really need because they're reading it with their carnal mind. Right. And guess what? Guess what? They miss it. They miss what God truly meant. And. They begin to, to, to not understand, right? So then when you come along and you speaking what God's saying, like you're saying what God, God's using you, 
they're baffled because they don't understand it because they're they're missing it like the pharisees and the sadducees the religious leaders they were missing it because jesus was coming on the scene being like yeah that's what it say but this this is what he meant this is what it meant y'all worry about about working on the sabbath but listen (laughs) he said i've got over the sabbath y'all not y'all missing it you feel me like Y'all asking for a miraculous sign. I know y'all just heard about me in Canaan. I know y'all just heard about me turning the water into wine. I know you did. You just don't want to believe it. So I'm like a person, and I've, I've always said this, like once the Lord like really started to like get me to understand, like I'm going wherever he sent me, and I trust him that he's going to put his words on my mouth to say what needs to be said child it just happens you ever be having a conversation with somebody and y'all just begin to speak and y'all talking and y'all getting deep and y'all like yeah oh i was just talking to this to, to this person about this it's because god knows everything so when you yield yourself to the holy spirit he'll use you but let me tell you something but moses again pleaded lord please send anyone else then the lord became angry with moses all right he said what about your brother aaron the levite see what i want to talk to him and I talked to him. What I want to talk to you about is how the Lord became angry with Moses because Moses lacked the self-confidence that God needed him to have, the acceptance. Moses was worried about man rather than what God told him to do. So he was getting angry that Moses was doubting himself. So God don't want you to doubt yourself. It makes you angry. Listen, I, when I get my daughter, she's like more of a stubborn child and she'll be building something and it'll collapse. Or like she'll be doing something and it don't come out the way she wants it to. And she'll try to give up. And then I'll be like, no, you're going to keep on doing it until you get it right. Because a good parent, you don't want your child to be a quitter. You want your child to be at their full extent. I need you to, I want you to give up. I want you to keep pressing on. I want, I want you to know that you are more than a conqueror. I want you to know, listen. That, that you are brilliant, that that you are full of wisdom. Like, my child is so creative. Like, she is so, both of my kids. But my daughter's, like, more stubborn. Like, she's she's like, a, if, she, if it don't happen right the first time, she over it. <laughs> okay? But I'll still make her do it. Because I want you to see that even though it doesn't work the first time or the second time or the third time or the fourth time, that as you keep on applying that pressure, it's going to happen for you. And that's what a good parent does. They pull out the good in you. They want you to see yourself how they see them, how they see you. There ain't nothing that you can't do when you put your mind to it. It's nothing that you can't do. But you just need the right person to pull it out. And I'm here to tell you, it's Jesus Christ. He will pull things out, child. It's things that I have heard. The fact I'm sitting here talking to you, right? And there's a lot of people in different countries, right? I never even knew existed that's listening to me. And it's, it's, it's an honor because I just be like, but God. Because if you understood where I came from, if you understand what I've been through, like if, if you could understand that, like, Child, I ain't going to cry. I ain't going to cry tonight. But, I, but God, he, he, he just shows up. And he just like, listen, look what happens when you obey my words. Look what happens when I put my words on your, on your tongue. When I allow, when you speak with thus say of the Lord. 
he'll take you to places. He'll have your name in rooms that you ain't ever even stepping in. You be really sitting in the prison like Joseph while you being talked about in the palace with Pharaoh and them. I'm here to testify that no eye has seen and no ear has heard what God got planned for you. For those that love him and are called according to his purpose, child. I'm just here to tell you. Um, it says, then the Lord became angry with Moses. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What does it say? He said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he is on the way, his way to meet you. Now, he will be delighted to see you. Talk to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with both of you as you speak. And I will instruct you both in what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece and you will stand in the place of God for him. Telling him what to say and take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miraculous signs I have shown you. I've been really in the book of Acts heavy. And um, that this is a long word, but God, he, he, this is just, a, this just, we just flowing in the prophetic. So... I've really been in the book of Acts really heavy lately, right? And um, with me being in the book of Acts heavy, I've been like seeing like how once like the Lord poured pour his spirit out upon all flesh, like how things began to move and, and was shifting in the atmosphere. And like they really was looking at Peter like a God, you feel me? And he like, I ain't God. Like I'm just human. Don't bother me. Let's get baptized so you so you can receive the power, okay? When he was speaking, the Holy Spirit was falling on people. And this is the same Peter that the Lord was like, Listen, you about to betray me. You gonna say you don't even know who I am. You gonna deny me. This is the same Peter that was thinking and the Lord said, why did you doubt me? This is the same Peter, child, that that slashed the ear off. This is the same Peter that told the Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Child. That Peter. That Peter right there. That's the same Peter that tried to act brand new when he was eating. What was he eating with the Gentiles, the uncircumcised, and the circumcised ones came in. He tried to he wasn't sitting there. That's the same Peter. But when the glory of God is over your life, that's all people can see is the glory cloud. That's it. Is <laughs> it? I mean, you're gonna have people that hold you accountable, but people are still it's still God, like I know I see God in you. Like I see the Holy Spirit. I see the fruits of God in your life. I see it. That's what that's right there. That's what God wants. That right there. So I'ma pray for you. And then we're gonna look out for part two. Okay? So let's bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, first I just want to come humbly to to your courts of heaven father god i want to come boldly to the throne of grace and i just ask and petition the court lord that you will begin to shower your grace on your child to shower mercy on your child father god because she needs it she needs to feel your closeness she needs to feel your love lord Father, I just want to thank you because I know it's finished. I know it's done, Lord. I know that you would, would dispatch your, your ministering angels to come and speak to her heart and speak to her mind, Father God. 
So I just wanted to come and petition that to you today, Lord. And thank you for being full of unfailing love, being full of grace, being full of mercy, Father God. I just want to thank you because of who you are, okay? Because you're just worthy of it, Lord. Show your child who you are and show her whose she is. Show her that she belongs to you. Show her just how important that she is. Show her that she is that one that went astray, but you left the flock by the God. That right now, as this word is going forth, show her that you have left the 99 to come and get her, Lord. I just want to give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Child, I almost cried because, listen, I've been that, that sheep, child. I was dirty. Mm. I ain't going to cry out here because I, I ain't going to cry right now, child. But I, I was that one. And he came and got me. Like, I really was astray. Like, I'm down the street with it, around the corner up the block with it. The whole other flock over there. But he left it and he showed me how valuable I was to him and that I was worthy that that he came and got me because he needed me because I'm special to him. Who I ain't going to do it, child. But I'm saying this because I want you to realize that's how he feels about you. He left the flock right now. The Holy Spirit is in the midst and he is saying that God left the 99 to come and get you. You are more than worthy to him. You are worth the blood of Jesus. You are worth every lash. You are worth every time they hit him, every time they spit at him, every time they mocked him, when they stripped him, when they when they put the thorns on his head, when they gambled for his clothes and they hung him there. When when they when they were saying, Who hit you? You were worth all of that humiliation. That's how precious you are to him. You were worth him being publicly humiliated. Mm. So I'm going to let you go. I want you to sit on it. And I love you so, 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 so much. But most importantly... Jesus loves you. And go ahead down that link. Like I like I said on the last one, um, or I don't know if I said it on the last one, because some of my, my episodes are pre-recorded, but Within Her Beauty's website has dropped. It's withinherbeauty.shop. Go and check it out. Get you some merch and some stuff. You feel me? And do, do whatever you feel led to do. Everything down at the bottom. Oh, and I did an Instagram thread. So if y'all want to go follow me within Her Beauty Ministries on Instagram threads and I'll be posting my little like daily quotes and then um, on, I don't, on my Facebook. I really don't be on Twitter that heavy, but go follow me on Twitter because I don't know because I think that threads got me in a chokehold. But go and, you know, just go follow your girl. You can get a little dash, a little dose of the Lord's word each day, what's on the heart of the Father each day. But just go ahead. I love you guys so, 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 so much. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.